0: Hello and welcome to Longform Conversations, the podcast about longform improv. Oh no, your camera just went out. I just saw that. Oh no. <laughs> and honestly, if that happens again, I'll tap it. Yeah, just tap it. See if that makes a difference.
1: Good.
0: Hello, welcome to Long Form Conversations, the podcast about long form improv. Uh, Today we have a very special guest. This is an improviser that uh, I haven't known for too long, but in the short time that I have known him, I've grown to really admire uh, uh, and just really uh, uh, love the way he plays. Uh, So he is an improviser, an actor, um, commercial, star,
1: (laughs) do you write or do you sketch? No, but I have to start. I just got a new manager and they're like, I think wanting me to write.
0: I think you'd be a uh, uh, potentially a brilliant writer.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, welcome Eli Gonzalez. Hi, hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting.
0: Yeah, uh, thanks so much for stopping by. Um, I just wanna first start off by saying, you know, uh, uh, I, I first came across you doing WE. Uh, do you remember when it was in that weird Melrose theater?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the f- right when we got back to in-person stuff, That's right? right?
0: And I think uh, I I started doing We over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't and I don't think Whistling Prince was there for the Zoom days, were they?
1: Um, they were actually. I wasn't added, so I took obviously <laughs> I took a year off. Pandemic happened and we all improv basically stopped. But I was just like itching for it because I'm obsessive, especially when it comes to improv. And then I heard that We was still happening, and I had a couple of friends um, who are part of a team doing it weekly, uh, on zoom and I asked to join. So I actually never really took a class from we, but now I'm part of a we team. Scandalous. I know. I didn't know. Snuck in.
0: Well, then that makes sense. Cause I was going to uh, say that, you know, and I think I did, you know, we zoom for maybe six months and I had, you know, and I was also just so depleted and so hungry for improv that I was watching those Zoom classes, I was yeah. like, or Zoom performances. Yeah. And I was just like, oh wow, you know, a couple familiar faces. But that's why when I saw you show up, I was just like, well, wait a second, here's a, a new element, a new in-person energy that I had not yeah. seen before.
1: A new kook. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I. you know what, I actually look back fondly on those Zoom improv days. It was fun, I don't know how you felt. Did you feel like it was okay? I kind of liked it, even though of course, Um, half the time people weren't actually listening to your set you would just be doing it for yourself because of course you can easily just like not listen to the improv that's happening on zoom um i i really liked it and speaking
0: to that some people i so here's the thing you have to know about me i was you know working from home doing all the office stuff through zoom and i was such a honest Abe about it. I used to log in at 8, log out at 5 p.m. And it wasn't until people started going back in person and people were kind of talking and they're like, oh yeah, I just, I just turn on my computer and I just leave it there. Or like, yeah, I just, I stay logged in (laughs) until 5 p.m. And I was like, you, you, you do that? You're allowed to do that? (laughs) And then also with the Zoom, I was just like, oh, and then you know how like you listen to everybody's like, and you have to wait for like an hour before it's your turn. (laughs) And they're like, David, what?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you would just log on, leave, and then come back. Oh, and I was like, "Oh no, I didn't you realize." You Such an honest Abe about it. That is so. That's cool. That honestly, that's great though, because then that's how you got to like see everybody else, like yeah. be part of the community.
0: Well, and that was the tough thing. That was the really thing that was like rough about once we switched in person, because I felt like I had known everybody for six months, but I really had it, and you know right. there was no interaction. So that's oh. like the great thing about we as a community and. The, I think having the zoom of it all, there is no there community. Was no community. So I would show up and be like, "Hey, you had a really great set," and people would They'd be like, like <laughs> "Who's this guy?" And I was like, yeah. "It's it's me, <laughs> David. Remember, Some I had performed for 15 minutes out of the two <laughs> hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was the
1: top left box, <laughs> but I guess that changes for you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that is so funny. Exactly.
0: Uh, oh. But that's why like, uh, uh, Sam was uh, one of the few people I knew from me from before right, from right, because right, of right, uh, right. I knew about him. I knew about Meredith. Uh, so that's why when I saw them, I was like, "Oh, wait a second, we has." Familiar faces too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're on a team with them. I know. Random. I apparently they both had put on their resume that they were part of Whistling Prince. I don't know like how like in depth the ads looked at um, the resumes, but I didn't put that. So I don't know. I don't know some some weird alchemy. Maybe they thought, they thought we'd uh, play together well. I don't know. So
0: they wanted to be on the same team, and you were like, yeah, "Get me out boy. of here!" Look, this was just a post-pandemic recovery. I know. You guys are a rebound <laughs> team. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny
1: is that I actually had heard that like. And, and I felt this way, too, that, like, I think they wanted to ideally be in, like, team with, like, whole new people because, I mean, it, it's a it, it Herald night. It's like you're – I don't even know how to, like, talk about it. It's just it, – it's such a fun new thing. Maybe you want to play with new people. It's a new environment. I don't know. But – no, I, I'm actually really happy to have like Sam and Meredith on my Herald team. It's really, it's sweet. We're trying to actually avoid playing with each other too much because we just do that so much on Whistling Prince.
0: Well, don't deprive us of of that magic, the <laughs> magic of the chemistry. Cause I think I felt the same way. I think for me, it was just like, look, you know, you want to play with as many different people as possible. Yeah. You want to have as much like variety. But after a while, you're also just like, oh, let me just play with my best friends. Let me just play with the people that I get along mm-hmm. with best.
1: Well, I was going to ask that like, um, I thought that this year they were going to uh, have this happen for the first time to like let you audition with your friends or with the people you like practice with usually. And I was like, that'd be so cool because then you really could see everybody shine like to the fullest because it's so weird like auditioning with like new people i don't know how you i mean obviously like you got on like lloyd so you must have had like a great time callback and, and everything but like there were so many people that were shocked didn't actually make it through because i don't know maybe they just got like
0: i think it's definitely a, a separate skill i uh, uh, i think that auditioning with your friends has its advantages and disadvantages but um mostly i do think that they can't bank on the fact that like you audition, you do well with your friends, but then we throw you in with these new elements right. and you may do poorly. And like, um, I might cut this part out, but uh, 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 they had auditions, and you could audition by teams, and oh. Glass Clown actually auditioned as a team, like all eight of us, it was like perfect, eight yeah. uh, audition set, eight people, this is gonna be a, you know, a, a knock at the park. And they only picked two of us. And we oh, thought, wow. yeah, like, and then they were just like, well, wh- what's going on? Like. Why would you ask us to audition as a team and, then, and only pick some of us? So it, 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 at the end of the day, that experience looking back was like, Oh no, that creates more, more turmoil. You know, that's
1: real. I never thought about it that way. That's yeah. crazy.
0: Now if you auditioned with like duos or trios, maybe, cause then it's like, you know, it's like you two and you you know, your friends and then they'd put you with another pair or another triplet Yeah. and then they can <laughs> still kind of see you how well you do. And at that point, I don't, I don't know if it would hurt as much, but it is an opportunity to see like, well, now you got to play with some strangers, and we see that you can play well with your friends yeah. and with strangers. We'll keep you together.
1: Um, we know this person, and I won't tell the full story. But I heard that like during a callback session, one of our friends got to be in the room with another one of their friends, and they had a little secret tell uh, to communicate with each other when one had a premise, mm-hmm. and they made sure to step out with each other for the callback. And they both, one of them well? in on, oh no, I know. No.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate, and, you know, I think that's the good and bad thing. You know, uh, um, yeah, I think we we should probably talk about the audition since I don't think um, we'll have an opportunity to
1: sure, sure. talk to about it. But, like,
0: yeah. yeah, the audition is a scary thing. I definitely think it's a different skill. I actually was relieved I didn't have So for both of mine, for the initial and for the callback, didn't really know anybody that well, having played with them before. Okay, And to me, that was almost a relief because I, I, I heard some horror stories. I can't imagine what it would be like to – like, Hey Eli, I got this. And then I flubbed the premise (laughs) or if I initiated and then you're like, like, what's going on? Yeah, Cause then that would like, I don't, I hope it wouldn't,
1: but it could alter our relationship. Yeah. 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 Definitely like some weird vibes after. Yeah, man, the audition process. This was my, I don't know what number this was for you. Was it second? Okay. This was my fifth and just like, It's the worst time of year, man. It really is in the improv community here in in LA. It is the worst time of year. It just, yeah, the worst comes out in people. And there's so much anxiety. And yeah, this was my first, okay. So for the last four, the last four times, um, auditions always happened around my birthday. So I had like, I hadn't enjoyed a birthday in four years (laughs) before they met me, obviously, because there were no auditions. But um, yeah, maybe that was the secret sauce. (laughs) It had to be in March, but yeah wait what was the
0: question well the question was just like yeah going talking about i guess just talking about the audition overall uh, um like you guys mentioned you mentioned did this five times already and you know i think i was really lucky that sorry this is gonna sound terrible i was lucky there was a pandemic (laughs) No, but that's a terrible thing to say. (laughs) So I finished 401 um, in 2019, so I only had one cycle to go through. And I agree that at that point, I think I was still really young, so it was all kind of new and exciting to me. But it was also very nerve-wracking because, you know, uh, um, it's just an unfortunate thing where it's like maybe – 5% 5% of us will be happy, 95% yeah. of us will yeah. be bummed out, you know? And in that case, I was part of the 95% that I was really bummed out. Uh, so having been able to do improv in this, you know, kind of like a uh, uh, gray area, you know, we weren't even sure if any yeah. of the theaters were going to come back. Just doing it for
1: the fun of it, really.
0: Exactly. do it for the fun of it, for the love of the game. Because who
1: wants to be doing Zoom improv, honestly? Like, it's only if you love it.
0: Yeah, and, and, and the indie scene, uh, that was for me always like I just wanted to be Part of that scene, I wanted to be performing regularly with people I liked. So, like, it felt like I kind of achieved and crossed off a lot of things on my improv checklist. So that's why doing this was it more like, okay, let me just switch gears. And I know that this is competitive because like, I knew I, I basically time taking a time um, machine back to where I was, 2019, where I was just like, I have to be the best. And if anybody's weak, I need to like not <laughs> to, like step out with them. Yeah. Like it sounds horrible to say, but it is true. You have to do this, and it's like. During the warm-ups, you know, we do the- Suss them out. You suss them out, you have to be like, okay, like, like the, okay. the three-line scenes. Quick. Yeah,
1: the three-line scenes, that's where you really get it. You're like, there's the Bambi. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. the one who's like, slipping on ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: uh, so that it was just like, yep, yeah, so if they, you know. And, and I think in both both cases, I was like, I held back. You always hold back. Like we're talking so like inside base, when we're talking so I much strategy. Know. But it really is, this is like, the first two, nervous energy. Don't be one of the first two. They're just gonna get out there.
1: Well, what's funny is that I think this time around was the first audition where I was one of the first two in the initial audition. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, as good as it could've gone, like Molly Kiernan and I, I like, it was so fun, so damn fun. Um, yeah, but uh, 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 made it through. Hopefully I don't have to go through that again because it is super stressful.
0: And I wanted to ask too, like, uh, uh, since you've had gone through it before, like all those cycles, Do you get stressed or it's not stressed, but you do obviously get stressed But like I guess what's the recovery period like because I would like to think With LA improv, it's it's 11 years of pure joy and fun and creativity and then one month of stress But I don't think that's
1: the case. No, no, some people definitely take breaks. Well for um, The previous four times I auditioned I, I I was like really obsessive with improv. I loved it. I was constantly doing so I want to say 2 3 years before pandemic I ran this um Monday practice group I called it the Monday practice group right before Harold every Monday 5 to 7 I think and we would have like great people like show up people who were currently on Harold night they just wanted to get a couple reps before like their show later that night some like stronger people that like were at the on the cusp of like getting Harold night like I knew it. like Dana was somebody that was improvising with me in that Monday practice group for like years she's the one that like I think of mainly when i think of that practice group because i think she was one of the most consistent people it was me her who are the other consistent people um a bunch of other. joe joe fey i think was pretty consistent pj as well but um i remember that like after auditions would happen that monday practice group maybe a couple of people wouldn't show up for a while but me the monday after auditions and the cast list went up i was like nope I'm still doing it, still doing Monday practice group, still hitting the, the ground running, like still doing this as much as I'm doing it.
0: And was that a drive you think to become better or was it because you you love the air and it's just fun to do? What what is it?
1: Both. I mean, I improv is so damn fun. It's that, but I'm also like when I get obsessive over something, like I want to be the best, like I really want to put in the work to do the thing. And I was like, well, "What are you got you got to start practicing now for next year."
0: <laughs> wow. I love that work ethic. And obviously just want to say it's not healthy.
1: No, 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 please don't. Don't <laughs> no, want no, no. st- to stress that. Like, no, I'm not no, no. trying to say, like, if you want to be where Eli is, you have to do no, that. No, 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 please take care of yourself. Um, I got a couple of grays here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, what's funny is that right now I'm actually, like, feeling a little like comedy burned out. Yeah. But I'm feeling okay.
0: Well, yeah, speaking of which, I just want to also say, you've had a really busy, I want to say, two or three weeks cause, uh You've had like a bunch of shows with Menudo. You have Harold Knight. You just did uh, Bad Drag Race. So you've been booked, blessed, and busy, haven't you? I've
1: been doing a lot of comedy stuff recently, and I am feeling it. I'm feeling like stretched too thin. I think.
0: Uh, uh, how did How did uh, a whistling princess go? How did Bad Drag Race go?
1: Um, whistling princess was uh, strange. I think. Um, uh, uh, so I I was doing a. a, a in LA, a couple of comedians, Oscar Montoya, uh, Mano Gapi, and they run this like bad drag race spoof show. Um, each season is like one show a month for three months. And I was cast this season. And um, our last show was this past Friday. And I also had an improv show that same night with my improv team Whistling Prince. And they, in order to show support, decided to do drag with me because I had to be in full drag for the show because I didn't have time to get in drag between the show, uh, between the improv show and the drag show. So
0: and you you want to do both you
1: can't yeah skip yeah one. yeah gotta do both <laughs> um it wasn't i barely get to practice with them and we have a show coming up at ucb soon so like i want to be playing with them as much as possible before then because gotta get the, those reps in um yeah i think the, the drag maybe threw us off a little bit but it was still fun like i freaking love those guys and yeah it was just fun to be in a wig and makeup i looked insane i looked you looked great like, you looked like dorothy right it was dorothy there's a hold up maybe there's a video element maybe i can show it i look like, tell me this isn't, oh just absolute send that to me.
0: Send that to me so I can. Post it on the thing? Okay. Yeah, superimpose yeah. it. Just that's like, insane. It
1: just, lo- I look like
0: insidious. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> <sort> of, <sighs> that's just bad lighting though, that's not you. I'm sure your makeup was. It was a bad makeup job too. <laughs> oh no, who did
1: that? <laughs> Me? Oh no. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I, I, All right, great. Uh, well, uh, that was nice for really the catch, uh, getting a chance to catch up with you because you've been so busy lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna go and jump into our first segment now. This is going to be... Improvster Syndrome. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, part where we get to talk about your improv journey, how you got to where you are, and kind of how you were feeling, uh, your, your your head space uh, during each part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started improv, I do I like. I know I. I always thought it was funny. Like I. Late high school is when I started thinking that. I, like discovering that I'm. I'm funny, um, but I really never thought of myself as a comedian. And I still kind of. Well, I guess I do now. But. Um, I've always thought of myself as an actor more more than anything because I went to school for acting. I got my BFA. Um, and
0: and, and uh, in high school, was this like an arts high school? Or was this
1: a public high school? No, no, this is public high school. Um, Did you
0: ever do anything performing arts there?
1: So I I did most of my schooling here in Los Angeles, born and raised. Um, and the school system here doesn't have a lot of uh, didn't uh, the schools that I went to here didn't have a lot of extracurriculars. I went to the, like the all Latino like the Latino schools in like the su- southern part of Los Angeles, um, and they didn't really have like theater programs. S- but my last two years of high school, my family randomly moved to Arkansas. So That's,
0: that is very random.
1: Yeah, super random, super like different. And that school had like. Theater. They had like they put up plays every year, and I was like, "What is this?" And I'd always been curious about acting because I grew up like in front of the television. Like the television was my everything. Um, and so I was like, "Why not?" And so I auditioned for some of the plays, got into a couple of them, uh, fell in love, then decided to go to school for was it. Was it?
0: Were you the lead?
1: I was the lead in one called *Arsenic and Old Lace*. I'm not sure if you're, it's a it's a famous play from like. I didn't 1900s. study theater. Sorry no, it's a so play from the early 1900s. They made it into a pretty like well-known film starring Cary Grant. Okay, yeah, and I played his part. There you go. Yeah, so two guys playing that same. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So, uh,
0: okay, and then you said you uh, fell in love, and then you went to college for it.
1: Yeah, I went to school for it. Got my BFA in acting, um, and then moved back to LA. Where was that? Oklahoma City University.
0: Okay, and at this point. Sorry, you're zooming, right? I think you want to get into the improv, but did you No, 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 no. Did you uh, do, was it like musical theater? Was it dramatic
1: acting? No, it was, it was, it was, it was, they were classically focused. So there was a lot of Shakespeare, a lot of uh, Chekhov, um, a lot of restoration plays, which um, no one would be familiar with them. They're just like, theater nerds would know them. So
0: did you consider yourself like at this point, like, I'm a very serious theater actor, I'm a theater nerd comedy is for the clowns what do you think
1: i didn't even think of comedy Comedy wasn't even in like my really? my universe i was like yeah i'm just like i'm an actor i like shakespeare i want to i want to move to chicago or new york and be a great shakespearean actor and i'm um, not to my own horn. and i was considered the best shakespearean actor in my program but oh
0: give us a taste oh no no no, God, no it's long <laughs> just gone. a little leer i actually read did like just a little leer <laughs>
1: i'm talking about his three daughters um i did actually a shakespeare play a couple of years ago just because I was like, I haven't done this in years. Why not dip my toe? Yeah. And, um, oh, God, it's gone. You oh, it's gone? It. Yeah, you don't use it, you lose it. Oh, gosh. I mean, it was kind of there. I Come guess, on,
0: you got a little iambic pentameter in the back of your throat? Oh, uh,
1: probably do, actually. I think I have. I was so obsessed with it. I was obsessed with this one monologue from Julius Caesar. It was a Brutus monologue, and I probably could recite it, but no, 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 no not, not in this platform. All right, I'll spare You have to you pay, pay for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. you know, I'll do it after this for your Patreon. There you go, yeah, 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 yeah. for Exclusive. the premium content. <laughs> yeah. we'll go
0: ahead. Yeah. Uh, Okay, great. So uh, at this point, improv is not even maybe an act- act- acting exercise or something?
1: Um, a warm Oh my God, we did, we had uh, like an improv, like classing requirement, but it, the teacher didn't know improv. They, it wasn't improv, it was we played like Puppy Wants a Corner. A couple of times, which I don't even remember the mechanics of that game. game? No, it's like it's a it's a a schoolyard game. It's like, it's like oh, it's like Mother May I or something. Yeah, (laughs) maybe I don't know what that is, but it just it felt like foursquare? four square. Yeah, yeah, there it is, there it is. Yeah, it's like a schoolyard game. So I I can't recall us doing any actual improv in that class. So it wasn't even in my universe. But um, then I uh, moved back to LA, um, lost a couple years to the ganja. I uh, was a big old podcast. <laughs> and I did like nothing creator for four years, just smoked weed nonstop. Um, and then my friend uh, who was like, had an agent, they told him do UCB, whatever, my best friend. And I went to her one-on-one show because I was like, i got nothing else to do. I'm out of weed, why not? So like showed up to her show, um, saw it and I was like, I think I could do this. I was like, "This is that's kind of funny and fun." Like, I think I could do this. So, like, immediately signed up for one hundred and one, and then it was off to the races. I like breezed through the freaking curriculum at UCB. Took before the new website popped up. Now you can't go back and see what classes you. I know. Yeah. I yeah. know. I think I was up to like thirty classes.
0: Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, were you taking them back to back? Like back to back to back to back. So you probably finished four hundred one in like what is it? like eight months? Probably less. Yeah.
1: Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I had to do two 401s. Had to? Yeah, I was not let through after the first 401. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now yeah. who's laughing?
0: No, but <laughs> honestly, thirty classes, they're laughing. Yeah. They got all your oh, money. No, 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 they took
1: my money. I mean, some of those were diversity scholarships, obviously, not all of them, but yeah, a couple yeah. of them were, yeah. Uh
0: so was it um gosh, we have a lot to talk about because that's such a short amount of time then. Um, uh how did you feel after you passed four oh one? Did you think here's this is it, baby, I'm about to get on that stage.
1: 101 felt great after, 201 I was like, ooh, stumble. 301 felt incredible, I felt unstoppable. Four, after the first 401 I was like, oh, dang. After the second 401 I was like, okay, maybe. Then I think I took one advanced class where I was feeling really good, and then, and this is one, and this is what I still talk about this day, whenever somebody's feeling down about their own problem, whenever somebody feels bad about like a workshop they did or this, I was like, let me, let me tell you what I went through. Sorry. There was a advanced study class that was Apply only, hand sele- people were hand selected to be in this and I got in, it was an Alex Ferney class and I was selected to be a part of it and I was the worst in that class for eight weeks straight and let me tell you some of the people in this fucking class. Devin Field. Yeti. Lou Wilson. Uh,
0: uh,
1: uh, 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 he, uh, he's Also Yeti, isn't he? <laughs> huh? Is it also Yeti? Uh, uh, oh fuck, why am I blanking too? Yeah, Yeti, yeah. Okay, yeah, Yeah. And then, dang it, who else? A bunch of other people that were stellar, but those two I remember. More Yeti. More team Ye- All of Yeti it was me and Yeti. Yeah. Um, it was just like stellar people, but those two were I remember just being they were like cream of the crop. Like Devin Fields was like actively like, on Herald I think, or or like, yeah. And I just like shat the bed every single damn class. Uh, and it just felt awful.
0: Now, uh, uh, you say that you shat the bed i'm sure a lot of that might have been the way you felt about it but like i would also assume that like you know when it comes to improv sometimes there are some people that like can struggle with the scene but you should have supportive teammates or classmates to help you out did you feel that they were like there to help you out or did they do
1: what i did they kind of just like let, <laughs> I let them i think they're like out. oh god yeah yeah let's <laughs> not uh, <laughs> let's not touch that uh, uh, garbage <laughs> pile i don't know i i i just felt like i was so like Undisciplined, and I didn't really know what I was doing. Just like throwing everything at the wall, seeing if something stuck. And I get, and I think the rest of the class didn't know what to do with that.
0: Yeah, and at this point, where you, because like you, you said, you breeze through for a one. So this is like about a year in, uh, two yeah, years in, a year and a half. Yeah. And you think that might have been just lack of experience? Because I think when everybody is still starting off, you do make this great progress, but there's always like this—you hit a plateau, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like,
1: yeah. Hills and valleys and all that. Yeah. No, i honestly, I think e- even if I had been okay for where I was at in improv, it was just getting into a class that I wasn't ready for.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: so it was like apply only, and I should not have been allowed Applying. in. Maybe. Yeah.
0: No, I think you. I think it's uh, probably a good thing overall, right? Because you kind of need to uh, uh, fall down to get back up.
1: Yeah, yeah. If anything, that class, and honestly, the the first like ha- half a year year of doing boot camp at the clubhouse, like it was me doing that like every single. Every freaking day too, because um, I was playing with like the best of the best, uh, Dana. That's where I met Dana, like uh, doing a, a clubhouse stuff, and um, yeah, it's. I think that's. I I'm 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 um. Oh, what's that word? Resilient. Mm-hmm. I'm resilient. I don't uh, failure upon failure upon failure. I'm gonna get up every single freaking time. Where does that come from? Um, probably growing up. Growing up. Yeah, yeah. My family, like, I uh, my. Parents, well, my yeah, my m- I come from large families, grew up with all my cousins, they all just feel like other siblings to me. And I remember I, my mom would always, or everybody would talk about me being like the, the hope of the family, the smart one, the one that's going to mm. make something of themselves. Um, and I think that like added a kind of like little narcissistic bug in my ear or a little like ego, a little like drive. Um, and I think that's what's like kept me like because I can't fail in my mind. It's like I gotta make it big, yeah. I got I w- and I will not fail.
0: I think that's a common thing you'll find. it's like I never I never read the book, so don't quote me on it, but like you heard like whatever it is seven traits of highly successful people or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I read
1: the growth mindset. <laughs> oh, you did read that okay <laughs> oh, I read well that
0: uh, one. I, I think one of them has to be like perseverance or yeah they always say it's like a little bit of delusion where it's just like, oh, like yeah. you're not gonna be become famous or be an actor. you have to be like yeah, I am. You have actually.
1: to have a little bit 100%. Everybody who's made anything of themselves, have to, they have to be a little delusional. Yeah, yeah.
0: So why did you keep? Uh, not to say that it's a good or a bad thing. I'm just really curious. Why did you continue to take classes? Because that's something that, and maybe it's just a, a lack of uh, opportunity out here. Not like there's a lot less classes than they used to have. A lot less event study. A lot mm-hmm. less academy. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it seems like what's you finish UCB 401. They kind of branch off and try different things. And I know you said you mentioned you did workshops, and I'm, I'm guessing you were probably doing indie stuff as well. But why did you continue to go back
1: for more classes? I think that, well, I kept getting, for for a while I was paying for the classes, and then eventually I started getting the scholarship, and then for a while I was also doing the work study. So I think that the last like run of classes were just because I had them available to me because mm-hmm. I was doing the work study and I was doing and I had like the diversity scholarship but no I think it was just the obsessive thing mainly I was like I actually do love this thing it's super funny I know that I am not where I want to be but every once in a while I'm doing something that's really funny mm-hmm. and I'm chasing that and I think that's just why I did it, it was like more and more and more and more
0: yeah and I'd probably say that in, in this case you probably may have taken more classes than most uh, uh, do you find value in continuing to take classes as opposed to again you know making your own team setting up your own practice groups
1: no I think that it's probably like better to just start doing your own teams classes mm-hmm. at a point I think mm, they, they don't do do much for you anymore because what you're supposed to be doing what you're wanting to be doing is it performing for in front uh, like actually performing for people
0: yeah and I think the the thing that i kind of land back to whenever i think about classes or people are talking about classes it's like you when you take classes at a school they're trying to help you um like shape or, or make you tailor to the school's mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. so that ucb style the the way that like oh yeah you know find a premise mm-hmm. you know and, and frame it blah, blah blah but then when you go out there and you get coaching and you do your own uh, indie shows yeah. it's finding your own voice you're not trying to say like let me try to do it their yeah. way let me try to do it mm-hmm. my way. And
1: that's ultimately what's going to get you fucking on Herald Night. Yeah. It's like when they see what you can do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Take our structure, but you p- color it with your yes. own personality. Yeah, 100%. So what does that look like? What does your indie scene uh, stuff look like? You, uh,
1: um, mm. I, I've i always considered myself pretty like emotionally based. Cause I, I go at it as an actor. Like I said, I'm an actor first, then secondarily a comedian. That and then I've I've always really liked physical work, but like doing like something physically like crazy or like really mm-hmm. putting your body into it.
0: Where does that come from? Because that that was uh, one of the topics I'm. Well, that to was and we you. can
1: pivot honestly. Uh,
0: <laughs> we don't have to pivot. Like I, I still want to talk about what you want to talk about. I just am really curious because that was one of the things that caught my eye immediately. Again, we were in that tiny little like black box. It was hot. The windows were like closed, and there was this person that was just like big and quick, and I remember you would like jump around, and even your hell debut, I don't know if you remember, you did a pratfall, and your glasses popped <laughs> out of your face, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that yeah. got a huge laugh, and I was just like, there's someone that is like, you know, throwing his, his whole body, sacrificing his body for this art.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it comes because actually in my day-to-day, for a long time, actually, I've pretty much been disconnected from my body, especially growing up, like, um, I live in my head more than I live in my body, but, and then I think, Things like like ultimate frisbee, like like improv. These are things that force me into my body, Mm -hmm. and And it's like I open up something that I just maybe don't use to the fullest extent in my day to day. So like yeah, when I'm in improv, like I'm fully activated. My body's there. Like I come up with a crazy idea. Let me let me communicate it with my body. Also, I think that like I'm not the quickest at saying a joke, thinking of a joke, and landing it but i think the body can be a joke that i think that like the way you say something the way you move the way you d- the yeah w- a sound you make like we we were this uh, a practice a couple like two weeks ago uh, a herald practice we were doing genre scenes and um i stepped out with someone and they gave us the genre of uh, noir mm-hmm. and um uh, the person started the detective i walked in as the like the the dame uh, yeah looking the, femme, for fatale the femme fatale yeah and as i opened the door i like just like Im- like out of nowhere i was just i just did like a a noir like musical like a, a, a music like refrain mm-hmm. and it got a laugh and i was like that's using your body that's yeah. like yeah i don't know i just it, i guess improv activates me physically
0: did you do in your training? Um, was there any like dance or movement
1: or I don't know fencing? <laughs> um, I had to take a couple of them um, I took a couple of tap classes. Okay, yeah, but that was pretty much the extent of it. Actually, what's funny is that I think in, in classical works I don't know that oh well, well, I don't know, I did Shakespeare and I guess in Shakespeare I like sometimes like put on a weird a fun a fun way of walking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is uh, that what's the Italian one? italian i love italian ones <laughs> oh. <laughs> no 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 sorry what's the uh that italian thing where it's like the the seven personalities oh
1: yeah yeah the the not pantalones is it pantalones i no. can't think of the name
0: how the commedia dollar yeah 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 now is that part of your classical training um because that's very also physical very in your
1: body we did one like a semester on that and we had oh. the masks
0: yeah i've noticed that a lot of like dancers and a lot of athletes they're when they perform, or they, they have a background in, in sports or in uh, dancing, they're much more in their body because I think that they probably have done some, like you know, some type of p- performance or type of communication with their bodies. Yeah. I'm very much in my head too, which is why you'll catch me a lot of times sitting or, or standing because uh, uh, that's how I interact with the world. I've never in my life, no matter how angry I was, I've never like moved at someone, you know? If I was in love, I've never like dipped someone. (laughs) Not to say that that's happening in a lot of scenes, but like uh, uh, I I think it is so great because it is, and maybe it speaks to the actor side of you, like that's cinematic, that's theatrical, that is Mm -hmm. big and that is a visual storytelling, you know, a visual joke. Yeah,
1: yeah, Easy, easy way to land a joke without having to think about it. Cause yeah, like I said, sometimes not firing an all cylinder, I'm not naturally a writer. I'm but not naturally like a joker could be someday um, yeah so something physical is just something that comes to me naturally that I can land a joke with
0: um, so a- after you know you mentioned you're doing like the workshops you're doing the um, what's it called the uh, 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 herald uh, a practice group, yeah, Monday practice group yeah. uh, how many how many days a week uh, are you doing like improv I
1: mean oh, man in your heyday when I was doing boot camp, I think I was also running Monday Practice Group, so counting shows, counting that, honestly, maybe five times a week. Wow, that's and a seven, lot, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And again, all for the love of it at this point, or did you have aspirations?
1: Oh, uh, Harold Knight was always like a, please, please. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it was because I still, I loved it. Even nowadays, like, I'm trying to <laughs> convince um, uh, one of our friends to bring back Monday practice group. Cause I don't want to run it. I'm like too burnt out to like run it myself. But to bring it back like Mondays 5 to 7 and cuz I want to like I want to hop in every once in a while like get a couple reps in before like a Herald show. And it was so it's always so much fun. Like it really is like getting to play with like like higher level people, like stronger people. It's yeah.
0: Yeah, and it kind of brings back to what we were saying earlier. It's nice to shake it up a bit, you know. It's great that we have our teams. It's great that we're practicing every single week and performing them with them. But it would be nice to just shake it up, get a different energy sometimes because sometimes that can, like, shake something loose or activate something Mm -hmm, in you. mm
1: -hmm. 100%, yeah. I I still look so – I look forward every Saturday to practice. I love practice. I love it.
0: That's great. That's amazing. I think that's a great attitude to have. Hopefully uh, you never lose that. You're always practicing. And then when you're uh, – when a big, you know – big star, you're going to be like, hey guys, rehearsal's coming up, let's rehearse.
1: <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Scorsese, I can't film this weekend. <laughs> I have got a Harold right. yeah, like practice. practice group, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how,
0: that's how you found out about me. Yeah, fully, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, great. Well, uh, that has been Improv for soon. We got a chance to hear about Eli's long journey across improv. We're now going to jump into our next segment, which is our topic of the week. This is a topic that I had thrown out to Eli. I wanted to talk about (laughs) his physicality, physicality, but uh, Eli really wanted to talk about uh, using improv outside of improv. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'll go ahead and let you open up. uh, What exactly uh, does that mean to you, using improv outside of improv?
1: Yeah, yeah, a couple of different things. Um, So as you mentioned in um, your beautiful little opening that I am I work commercially quite a bit. Um, I've been really successful in that world. and honestly, I really do feel like it's all to do with improv. Um, well, a combination of improv and just I guess my natural acting training because uh, sometimes I feel like uh... less like skilled actors will go into a room try to improvise and they'll just be too crazy. It's actually a combination of being grounded, realistic, um, emotionally present, and also just like an improv line here and there that can be quite funny. Yeah, um, and I think it's helped me so much in that world. But mainly, it's helped me also in like my dealings with people just out and about. Sometimes Before we jump into yeah. that, I do you
0: want to talk about the commercial stuff? Because
1: I actually recently
0: took a, uh, a commercial auditioning class with KC Fay over, and that was another UCB. They got more of my money, um, but it was a really helpful thing. But what was so uh, you know interesting about that was just how much improv there is. At least the way he taught it, it was you know you get your sides. Uh, but um, pretty much anything before and anything after is fair game. open, fair game. And that, to me, it was like, you know, uh, I haven't done m- much auditioning elsewhere, but, like, you know, I know just from, like, uh, hearing from other people, like, usually you have to stick to what's in the script, but commercials, what is it uh, about it, and, you know, how do you approach it to be able to, like, bring what uh, you can
1: do to it? Yeah, I... It's, it's funny. I just in the moment, I just something pops into my head that makes sense for the scene that isn't too crazy, but funny enough, like off enough. and I can't even explain exactly what it just happens in the moment. I think like I said, it's a combination of just like, my, like what I learned in acting school probably and like what I've learned in improv just co- combining both of those things. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I, I, the two things I'm probably most known for commercially, the minute i improvised the line in the room and i got the reaction in my head i was like oh i just booked it <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like i just like knew it in my head i was like i just booked this thing from this improv that i just did um yeah what was the question
0: well, <laughs> what was that was that was that included in the commercial they just like your energy based off of that
1: the com- i think the commercial i did i did, everyone can do the commercial more or less like yeah the lines anyone can do them we're all good enough actors to be in a freaking commercial um, I think the two things that get you the job are the look, and the improv. Mm-hmm. At least in my experience, the improv and yeah. the look.
0: And I think you know, for most people, it's a different part of their brain. Yeah. And I think once you get comfortable with it, you can do both. Because obviously, anybody that's listening to this podcast probably has done improv before. You're probably really comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. You, but you may not have read uh, lines from a script before, and that's kind of where my back. And I, I've never done that before. You know, so. Uh, i was so nervous about like let me just make sure i honor the words on the page and you're you're smiling probably because you that's probably where you were like in high school that's probably where you were that's what early the, that's on. what
1: the acting school was for the yes, lines yes, I, thinking, yes. oh, I got the lines i know how to memorize yeah like i yeah. got that so like what was missing was the improv
0: and you think having both of those experiences is what makes you like the killer commercial performer? i think so
1: yeah i think it's what what gets me gets me uh, a booking yeah
0: yeah um i uh i don't n- not yet but maybe hopefully one day i will book a commercial but i use improv for my job as well it's not necessarily um uh, commercial but like i do ch- a training i do uh uh you know i teach people how to use software online you know and so much of that is just sticking to the script because you have to impart knowledge it's like hey you want a you know, dumb example but you want to upload a photo to the photo gallery you got to follow these steps and if you don't do it this way you're not gonna get it done so so much of what I do is like sticking to some form of a script you know click on here click on upload you know pull up the name of photo blah, blah blah but then being able to like find moments because you can kind of feel out your audience like they're kind of bored or even you can tell yourself the self-awareness to be like I've been talking a lot of you know board technical jargon for a while let me throw in some jokes And I think having the training or just knowing uh, 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 like uh, I think improvisers are so good at like isolating just like one thing that's one degree off, and then calling attention to it, and then making fun of it, you know? Yeah. So like if, uh, if somebody asks a question and it's this kind of a unusual question, you know, let's just like a uh, let's find a good way to like frame that in a way that's funny. You yeah. Just so like oh yeah yeah I guess if you want to upload a uh, like someone's like I have a picture of uh, I don't know. Coffee makers? Can I upload pictures of coffee makers? Like, yeah, yeah. I guess if you want to show off the coffee
1: makers, you could do that.
0: Or <laughs> that's such a bad joke. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> such a bad joke.
1: But you don't. Know no, no. I mean. you got to show the realistic. Th- this is part of real, real part of improv. Sometimes <laughs> you're right. You know what, what? pops
0: out? <laughs> yeah, this podcast is verite baby. It's all truth. It's all authentic. You're right. right so right. sometimes they miss, but. yeah but no, that please, kills. A number of trust me, that joke would kill the technical say, audience. Yeah,
1: I was about to say with somebody who's a, yeah a technical audience, somebody who isn't like like always like hearing jokes freaking like twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, things like that. That's what that's why like in in commercial auditions, I found the improv doesn't even necessarily have to be funny to you. It's gonna kill in the room. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah
0: because they're probably so used to seeing people exactly. do a, just, buy it by the book.
1: All it has to really do is make sense for the scene. If the improv makes sense for the scene and maybe it's like the slightest bit kooky, or like the way you say it is slightly exaggerated, I don't know. You're, you're, yeah, you're we
0: know how it. to sell a joke, you know, because uh, uh, we've been in those scenes of the sets where it's like, oh, they're not getting it. But if I say it, if I put a little bit more English on this, right, Throw a, little more t- more, a
1: twist to this, it may, it may get a laugh. Make get a, yeah. a laugh. Tricks at your disposal, man. Here are a couple of tricks. Use your body. Um, if you speak another language, just start speaking in that language. <laughs> um, people love that. What else? Um,
0: falling on your butt. Falling
1: your fricking <laughs> butt. Yeah, or do a prep fall. Yeah, do a prat fall. <laughs> Lose your glasses. While <laughs> that, yeah. Just pop it up. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. laugh at exactly. That.
0: Uh, you also work. Uh, before I catch off, you were saying uh, you also use it in like how you interact with people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I think, like I said, some I'm, I for the longest time I wasn't in my body, and I'm like, and I even to this day sometimes like if I'm like feeling a little uneasy, uncomfortable, if I feel like oh my god this person is so funny, I'll like. Lose the train of the conversation, like I really will lose it. I'm like, I don't know what's what we're talking about, but improv because like, you really have to listen, and I'm not saying I'm like great at it because sometimes I will stop listening, um, and that's when my jokes don't land. Uh, it's taught me to really just like hear everything mm-hmm. that somebody is saying, and that's helped in just like interpersonal relationships, just ch- chatting with anyone. Yeah, making friends, just like really listening.
0: I think that goes so like unsung, because that's if anything, and and I th- maybe it's because you can't really tell, you can't really observe someone listening. But like, improvisers, just like they're naturally good at like finding jokes or finding weird things. They're so naturally just good at listening for a long time mm-hmm. too. We've seen some of those monologues, some of those living rooms, and it's just like there's nothing interesting. But you still have
1: to find it everything. find it and that's what talking is that's what it be engaging <laughs> and, that's what a conversation and that's what a conversation is, <laughs> is. Impro- no, and that's what a conversation is and that's how like you engage someone in a, co- a random conversation on the street like I'll talk to yeah I'll talk to anyone someone on set or uh, somebody on the bus um uh, uh I do a lot of networking um at my job and part of
0: that is just that and like you find little tricks where like you remember like and it's amazing how maybe just people are so used to having bad listeners, but you remember one thing about someone and they're just, and you make a call back to it later on. They're just, like, oh my gosh, David is great. You know? Yeah,
1: they feel seen. Yeah. They think you're so funny. That, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's just like, oh, Michigan. <laughs> talk to talk to Brad there, Brad from Michigan, and Brad will be like, like oh, you remembered. Oh. Yeah. David's a good listener, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, so. Exactly. Uh, uh, gosh, I wonder why we, we people don't ever sell that. You know, we talk about like how funny and how bold we are, but no one's ever been that just set like Eli. Oh my God, you're listening. Brilliant. Yeah. So
1: good. Yeah, so I good. Know. You were so I keyed know. in. Because it's not. It's like the most introverted part of like uh, uh, improv. It's the most like yeah. unsung, I guess. I don't know
0: yeah and not to bring it too much back to this but like did did your classical training have anything to do with listening
1: oh no well i guess maybe i guess yeah yeah because you're like saying lines but you also kind of have to hear how because there's a difference between just like uh, uh um knowing how you're like in your head being like i know this is my line that's coming up and i know how i'm gonna say it real acting i think is like knowing your line but like not knowing how you're going to say it, because how you're going to say it is dependent on how the your scene partner has said their line. Because they, they say they they added like a little bit more oomph behind it, or added a, like an emotion that you weren't expecting. Well, that's going to change how you deliver your next line, because of course your character feels mm-hmm. differently. They 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 react to the other person's like emotional state. So
0: yeah, that's something that I've kind of noticed, and some people pointed out to me because I um, you know still pretty nascent in my performing. Uh, and memorizing lines, I'm always just like listening for the cue so that mm-hmm. I can go mm-hmm. next. You know, I think that's very like common with mm-hmm. early performers. So I don't really listen to uh, what you say or how you say it. I'm just really just listening for the last well, word. <laughs> <laughs> so <it's, like>, my <laughs> turn yeah. to go, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is so different because it's again a, t- a totally different muscle. In improv, I'm listening to everything you say, every little. Uh, well, the way you say it, if there's a little, you know, fist, I yeah. will key that in, you know, yeah. uh, because I'm so, like, f- open and free and, like, ready to receive everything mm. v- versus in, in performing, I'm just so conscious of, like, what am I going to say and how am I going to say it? What am yeah. I going to say and how am I going to It's like a dance, you know? It's like yeah, yeah. I'm still
1: performing the choreography that we blocked earlier. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I've been doing so, so much improv for the last freaking, like, seven years that I'm finding it easier to, like, improvise. Uh, like, you give me, uh, like, if I'm acting, I'm, it's so much easier if I'm, like, improvising the lines than, like, having to, like, recite other lines.
0: Yeah, you think you might be, like, uh, losing, not losing the best say but you're, like, You don't don't favor as much. Yeah, no,
1: I'm so much more comfortable just, like, coming up with the words myself, knowing (laughs) what I have to feel or what I have to do and coming up with the words myself than being like, no, this is the word that I have to say. This is the word I have to say.
0: Yeah, and uh, um, whenever I do sketch, I like writing my own sketch because I do do that. I do that a lot. And it probably throws off some performers sometimes where it's like, that's not what you Mm, (laughs) (laughs) said. That's not the word that you're supposed to end on, so I don't know when to go. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry. Because when you write it, you know the vibes. And it is so much easier to be present. You can feel everything. You can listen to everything and be like, uh, I'm supposed to get mad right now. Let me get mad. Or even worse, that doesn't make me mad. I need to rewrite the script because it makes no logical sense for yeah, me yeah, to yeah, yeah. like jump to a ten right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess in that sense, I use improv for uh, writing, for rewriting, there you go. for performing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Have you ever written down uh, an improv scene you did that you'd like killed? One hundred like, percent. This is a sketch.
0: One hundred percent. And the, the the tough thing about it is. It never uh, g- does well with new people, yeah. but the people that we did the scene with, or people that were in the practice, if you let them read it, they're like, "Dude, this is so you got to put this up." Like, yeah, 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 we should film this, because like, they were in the room, so they saw the magic. And even if they reread it like a month later, they're still like, "That's right,"
1: because they remember that it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, they remember that it works, but then it's so hard to sell to other people. I don't know what it is about that. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I wish be, I, you know, you know what it is too. One thing i like about improv and this is a good thing for life a good thing for collaboration for teamwork <clears throat> improvisers are so quick to say yeah let's give it a shot mm-hmm. i don't know let's give it a shot Why you know not? yeah it's all gonna you know take us a, a, an afternoon to try that out so let's try it yeah, anybody yeah. that i know that like does strictly writing or even strictly acting sometimes they're like Mm, mm, does it have to? Yeah. I don't know. Like we 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 don't hear it that often, but like no. the the weird soft denials, little no buts, you know, or yes buts, you know. Mm, yeah, well we uh, could do yeah. that, but. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. now it's gotten to the point where whenever and this is bad because you have to be able to if people have boundaries you respect it. But whenever uh, I'm in like a, a, a writing group or even at work, sometimes people will be like, I don't know. Probably means just like, oh, you're not being a good scene partner. Yeah, but I'm like, wait a second.
1: Free something just popped into my head i what's funny is that i think um improv has and comedy has kind of ruined n- genuineness you know because in the past, like obviously going to acting school i know a lot of people a lot of my friends are these like actors like they take it so seriously and now i just can't take acting seriously i can still get to like an emotional place a dramatic place but i just can't take it seriously i think like Sincerity is a little like, oh, cringy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, what it yeah, is. and
0: like, our train, this training does teach you to have fun with it. Yeah. And we all know that a lot of acting isn't always fun, you no. know? Uh, 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 can you imagine like doing like Yellow Jackets? Like, okay, guys, let's zip zaps out to get warmed up. That would just ruin everybody's day, you know? So it's like a whole different like approach, a whole different study to it. Something else that you were saying about like interacting with people. Do you use it to, um, like on job interviews, do you ever use it to like charm people? Oh Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, interviews or dates. Like it's a big help. Like make them laugh a little bit, but really listen to what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: You don't think people get annoyed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a good barometer for when I'm like going too far with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, I know how to like be real when I need to be real.
0: Yeah. I think I need to find that balance still. Mm. I try to use it on dates, use it. Gosh, not that I use anything on dates. (laughs) It is just a part of me. Right. But I guess I, sometimes I try to like highlight that part of my personality, right? Like, uh, again, like making callbacks, making jokes, or I think people must find that exhausting when you're always like, always on labeling or framing, not, not even the fact that I'm making jokes, but that I am like, Finding community premises, mm-hmm. so they're telling me about like how you know traffic getting here. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, I know they're the traffic, not you, right? <laughs> do you
1: find your friends that do that annoying? Because I am at a point where I'm like, I don't want, I don't want friendships that are just constant bits because I can't do that. I want, I do need to be real a good amount of time, but of course, jokes here and there.
0: I think it's a little bit of both. Like I, uh, there have been people uh, like that I've had to like just stop talking to because there was just no humor and there was no ability to like have. Like you know, right. jokes or bits. So you have to be receptive to it. But I would also agree, yeah. Like just like when we, you know, the reason the reason why we probably won't be going to too many one-on-one shows. It's just like the fact that it is the, the the tone. Like that's the tone now. That's like the new base reality. Like we're starting here. How are we supposed to you know ever like get down from here? Because at the end of the day, what you are looking for is like what's underneath that, and it is it is rotten. So much harder to to get to what's underneath that when people are like we we not only do we have like our guards up and our shields up but we made them like we made we make um like them into strengths right like my shields are so pretty and so well funny and so charming
1: that's why like somebody can really fool you into thinking that yeah and they the day you fall in love together. with the Shields. Yeah, you fall in love with the joke that they're putting out, but baby, that's not who they are. That's not who they are. That's not who they are.
0: I want to know who you are Sunday at the farmer's market and it's hot and the parking. Yeah, we yeah. lost the car. We lost, yeah, when, the, yeah, the we lost
1: the car. You're like in distress. Yeah, yeah. you're being a real human being. That's, that's, who, what, you're that's, who, the that's you who you're dating. That's who the fuck you are. That's who, you're dating. <laughs> that's who you're dating. Yeah. Which is why we're single. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. God, impossible to date.
0: Yeah, because yeah, if I, that's me, I'm calling an Uber. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'm putting a fit. Yeah, I'll burn the place down. How could
0: you forget where we parked? Yeah. I'm calling an Uber. You figure it out. <laughs> you drive home. You let me know when you find the car. Right. Uh, <laughs> I told you to I'm just kidding. Uh uh uh. <laughs> all right. Back to using improv outside of improv. Uh, anything else that you use it for? Um I feel like so much of it is like so like performance
1: adjacent, you know? Yeah, I I can't think of it. I mean, you know what? I think I'm all about God, I'm so afraid of losing my mind as an older person like, my family genetically, man, we're built to last. My great grandmother died at like 104, 106. But um, her mind started going. And I'm like, I just want to be so like, sharp. And improv, I think, kept me like, really keeps my brain active and sharp. like really. And I'm like, and I have so much much further to go as an improviser. Like I still, uh, of course, like I, my pers- I think my ratio right now. I'm I'm saying it's like six out of ten things land or something. And I want to get to that like nine, nine out and of and ten exactly. So no, 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 thank you. That's sweet. But I'm like that's why I'm like, and I'm constantly trying to stretch my brain. I think maybe that's also why I'm feeling a little like fatigued from improv right now. But it just keeps me so sharp. Sure. Yeah, and I'm like, and
0: and you mentioned before your parents always. Uh, Will they call you Little Hope?
1: No, oh, no, no. They didn't call me that. <laughs> the <It'd be laughs> hilarious that they did are Little Hope. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was just basically like they just they all everyone just considered me like the smarter, yeah. uh, the smartest one in the, the of the cousins, the like one that was gonna make something of themselves.
0: Yeah, I think that's a tough thing because uh, uh, that expectation to be smart, you you almost need to like sew it off and prove it sometimes you know i know that's my that was my problem early on i probably is my, my my problem sometimes with some scenes where uh uh give me like set me up with any scene
1: um let's see you've got you're going to the dentist um but you don't want to be not you don't want any um um uh, what is it novocaine. novocaine it's called
0: Novocaine. sometimes they have uh, a laughing gas which is you know nitrous oxide like i had to show off how much i know right. and it's not because because i know it's bad for the scene i know it's actually not getting last because I, I know specifics are funny but not like that mm. but so much of it is because i grew up you know like Teachers, family members, friends, everyone's just like, "Oh, you're so smart! You're so like, you're a clever little boy, little A A plus student, right?" <laughs> and I continue to be like, "Yes, I'm still that A plus yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll student." It to you on stage, yeah. I had to prove. Yes, exactly. I had to, whenever dentist comes, oh, let me let me show you all the things I know. Mm-hmm. And that is great for writing. And that's why I think you'd be a good writer, because how easy is it for you to like throw in all the specifics? Mm. At least with writing, you can take time because you know it's like. We got six pages. You mentioned that on page three, that one on page five, that one on page six, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in an improv scene, you're like, don't edit me until I say all the things <laughs> I know about yeah, yeah, improv. Yeah. But it is, uh, at the end of the day, it is like a little puzzle because if they throw you something, even if you don't know it, you're going to, even what you did right there, it's like, here, how do I how do I pass as a a guy who's been to the dentist before, which I am not. <laughs> wow. <well. Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> I do think that that's what's nice about comedy is you can see people... Growing into it, old, you know, what's her face? What's her name? Uh, from Golden Girls.
1: Oh, um, a Betty lot of Davis. Them. Betty, did know? Yeah. Uh, 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 Betty White.
0: Betty White. Who's Betty Davis?
1: Betty Davis was an old-time Hollywood actress, one of the most famous. With the eyes. Um
0: yeah. Uh, but uh, Betty White, yeah, like was still performing, still doing comedy, like in her nineties. So.
1: Yeah, so fucking funny and sharp and quick.
0: Yeah. So I think we probably. If as long as we continue at this rate,
1: never yeah. gonna. I just want to be sharp. I just want to be quick. I just want to be sharp, tight. Yeah, my brain. I just want to be able to like react. Yeah, don't want to be senile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be senile either. Uh, all right, great. Well, that has been the topic of the week, talking about using improv outside of improv, and we covered the whole gamut. Everything. From work to our twilight years. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our bodies will go before our minds do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. Uh, it's time for our, our last segment, which is going to be Hot Improv Takes. Are you familiar with this?
1: I have listened to yes.
0: That's right. So Hot Improv Takes is our opportunity to rant about something going on in improv, a trend that we want to see more of, see less of, or we think is just the right amount and wish it stays the same. Uh, do you have one or would you
1: like me to go first? I can. I have one, yeah.
0: Alright, just remember to begin with, hot improv take. Yes.
1: Hot improv take, I want it to be, I want us to be more okay with being more grounded at the top, really grounded, like, truly not caring about getting a laugh for the first minute. Because I think that that slow burn, slow build into a scene, like, that could, that, that we, our laughs would be exponentially greater if we really took our time. And I'm, not, and I'm saying that I'm, and I'm speaking as somebody who is, like, bad at doing that a lot, quite often bad at doing that, because I will bull in a china shop, walk into a freaking scene and just, like, bah, go crazy. But I just, I love that grounded, like, slow build into a scene.
0: How much time?
1: Like, like a minute of just, like, good grounded work. If you don't get a laugh, you don't get a laugh, but a minute. And then... A minute, you say. Yeah.
0: I think that's a good amount. I think that's really hard. Uh, you've probably done the exercise where it's like, let's try to not make any jokes for a minute. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard to go with that minute. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. And it's just because there's so much like energy. Yeah, goodness.
1: yeah, antsiness. Yeah.
0: But like, as a storyteller, it's funny, like, uh, uh, whenever I like read anybody's script or anybody's pilot, I'm just like, hey, let's make sure we, Figure out what's this before we throw jokes on it. So like, I understand that that's good. I'm pretty sure most people, even when they're watching TV, they like they just jump right into it. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. the cannon guy cannot slow down. (laughs) Uh, We want to see them uh, 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 build up to it. You know, but when you're like performing, it's so hard. But I agree. Yeah, that's a good hot improv take. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, Uh, for me uh hot improv take it's okay to drop an accent you did it at the top of the scene you did it for the minute when it was grounded and that's all we needed because it's enough to, to establish like we know we're in ireland now like don't expect me to keep up that irish accent because i have a lot of work to do i gotta listen to facts i gotta set up jokes if i can't keep it up so what like i, I you got the idea we're in ireland i all of a sudden if i just draw my accent it doesn't mean we're no longer in that world. And I hate it, I hate it, you hate this, don't call it out. That is terrible, no, that's a really bad scene partner to be like, and now your accents change. Or my, my least favorite one is, because uh, it happens a lot, when they're like, now you're turning like, British, like now you're turning oh, Australian. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the difference between Australian and English, yeah. uh, English accent, because you know why? I don't live in Australia, I don't live in England, and who are you to tell me I can't, yeah. who are you to you tell me I dropped it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I and it's so hard though, as the person, like because I've been in that situation where where my partner drops it, it's really hard as the like voice of reason or even not even a voice of reason, but not to call it out because I know I should call that out, but something just like pops out to call it out. Um, I don't anyway. know. I'm i'm like,
0: I overall, like, I think it's a gift that you even attempted it because yeah. I and that's coming from someone who can't do accents. I think that's why, right? I don't really do it. So, whenever I see someone try it and drop it, it's like, well, honestly, better than I could have done, but I think there are people and you know god love them the people that can like they're like voice actors and they can just do all these different accents yeah and they can keep it up it's usually them when they're like and you dropped it they're like again it's like look how smart i am i kept my accent i'm mr smart i can yes. do my accents and you can't And you dropped it uh and so that's kind of fair just like i got to show off all my dentist specifics i gotta show up are
1: accents. you actively trying to get better at your accent work no, though no
0: no uh and maybe the other hot improv take i don't
1: think you need accents like why yeah. are we? Doing, you don't need like, it. Well, but it did, does, like add a. Fun, it's it's a tool, not necessarily, not necessarily yeah. for you, but it's it's fun. If you have that, at your disposal, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I yeah. actually think it's pretty cool.
0: I would equate it to like being a good singer or being a good dancer. Yeah, it's just like look, if you can sing, like and bravo. It in, Hell yeah. But like, if someone could not sing, oh, actually, you kind of would call it out, huh? Sometimes people do that. Yeah. That's also not very fun sometimes, yeah. unless they're in on the joke, where mm-hmm. it's just like. Wow, Madonna, oh. your voice sounds better than ever. Calling out
1: when it doesn't serve the scene or the game, yeah, it's it can be a little, like, shitty. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I don't know. Just be glad I took an attempt, me lasses.
1: <laughs> it's worked, that's good. Yeah, that was pretty good, <laughs> actually. Um, Scottish, right? I... Were you going for something else? I, I don't
0: know. I think I'm Irish. I don't <laughs> know. Oh, no, I, I, I get those two mixed up sometimes. Right, right. right. They're
1: close. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Don't either.
0: say that to them. They, I don't like.
1: <laughs> In America, honestly, I, nobody really knows. No, you could. Nobody's that great at accents. Nobody's gonna know what you're trying to go yeah. for. It's just
0: America. We've got like surfer, southern, and New York. That's all we got. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Like East Coast, like Boston, New York. All of those catch all. They all sound yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. Southern. And then the California.
0: Yeah. California. And as two Californians, like, we, like, do you, you ever pull it out? I've never pulled it out. I've never pulled it out, dude.
1: Oh, no. I Well. Sometimes. I, for an audition, I've done it. Like, oh, for like, sure, Like, randomly, yeah. like, a surfer dude or something. And I'm like, okay, I'll do the voice. But, but what
0: about, like, in a scene? Like, what if you're no, going go to get a branch with your friends? I don't think
1: I've ever done a surfer voice. Because we
0: know it's offensive. Stop doing that. Yeah, stop. As Southern Californians, that's our culture. You know, get canceled?
1: It. Stop doing the... <laughs> Surfer our, dude, yeah. You,
0: had to, you have to be born here. Your parents have had to have owned a home yeah. here. It's hard. You, it's have really to hard. Li- you,
1: have, you have had to have the lived experience of a surfer dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which we clearly have. We have, yeah.
0: All right, great. Well, uh, that has been our hot improv takes. Uh, last thing we'd have to do is just your plugs. Okay, uh, cool. Do you have them off the top of your head, or do you want to?
1: Um, yeah, sure. Follow Fuck This Month um, on Instagram. I think it's just Fuck This Month. Um, it's uh, uh, the monthly show I do. We always have like, man Jeff, who's like one of the the main producer, and then uh, me and Lauren Canuto are like secondarily like part of the show. He always gets the coolest freaking improvisers to improvise with us, like people that I th- never in a million years thought I'd be able to improvise with. Like this month we've got uh, uh, John Gabris, we've got Lisa Gilroy, Oscar Montoya, like just a stacked cast. Um, yeah, so always love that show. Yeah, come see that show. That show is always such a, a blast. Monday night, heralds at UCB. Um, Headbutt is my team. Please come see me. St- uh, yeah, and um, um, and then what else about the plug? And then my Instagram. You can follow me if you want. Eli underscore Gons. E L I underscore G O N Z Z Z. And um, that's it.
0: Great. If you think of any others, just send them to me. I'll put,
1: the put them in the description and everything. Hell yeah.
0: You don't. You include Whistling Prince.
1: Um, and then, yeah, Whistling Prince on Instagram and Menudo Comedy on it, uh, Menudo After Dark on Instagram. Great. Yeah. Uh, 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 again, if you think of any other let me know. Oh, boy, yeah. Any let other indie teams it. I've forgotten about?
0: <laughs> I think that's it. I think i yeah, okay, it. Okay, that's but, it. Um, yeah. uh, great. great. Oh, well, uh, uh, thanks so much for being our guest today, Eli. Again, it's been uh, so great to, to see you uh, uh, thrive and, and, and move up. Um, and yeah, only right un- underneath your toes when be chop at your heels in the future.
1: Well, thank you so much, David. This was great.
0: Awesome. Thanks. Bye everybody.
1: Bye.